0: Amen. Well, we are, we are, we're, we're pumped. We're excited because God's doing good things. Amen. God's doing good things. And it's always good to take off and, and get up there and hook up with, uh, you know, the other brothers and, and fellowship together and grow relationships. But it's, it's fun. It's exciting to, to, to watch God working in the hearts and lives of men and and and, it's, and guys i really want to encourage you uh this thing's coming up fight club uh you want to be a part of that you you want to you want to come check it out and let us uh, really explain it to you cause it, and, and it's a challenge it's just but it's 12 weeks and i promise you at the end of 12 weeks you're going to be a different man and, and and the reality is is that uh every one of us need to grow come on we we need to grow because what what's coming uh, what's coming in front of you. See, uh, uh, you, you got to get prepared. And a lot of times, a lot of times we don't position ourselves for greater things. And so greater things come and, and, uh, it, well, let me put it to you this way. A lot of you are believing for a blessing that you couldn't possibly manage. And so it doesn't make any difference if God answers your prayer or not. You're not going to be able to sustain it. And I just want to encourage you men to jump in and give it a shot and give it your all. And and, and let's let's really do. It. Let's believe God that He's going to use us to to shake the cities. Amen. And 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 I know that's His heart. That's His desire. I love man camp though. You know you know it's just uh, just want to talk about man camp for a minute before I I got a great word too. Smile, bro. There you go. It made me all nervous there for a minute. It's Like, dude, who ate your wheaties? You know, uh, here, here's the deal. Man camp is phenomenal, uh, but it's kind of funny too, the same, the same sense because you know guys get pretty excited, and you, you, you take a room that'll hold about, uh, uh, really probably designed to hold 175 people, and you cram 300 men in there. And, uh, uh, and the guys in their, their anticipation level is just through the roof. I mean, there was one year, there was one, one year, just a couple of years ago that, uh, uh, the music was going and, and, uh, uh, Rutkins McKinley was there and, and, uh, and and he was, and, and he, he kind of, you know, the band never leaves. It always plays behind him and he'll start singing, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a line and, and pretty soon everybody's joining in the line and they're, and they're they're roaring on this line and the guys are, are just, you know, and they're shouting it out. And, and what's funny about it, though, is that a lot of times they, they haven't a clue what it is. And uh, uh, one year he was up there and and he was, you know, and he's very prophetic. And he was like, uh, 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 what was the line he was singing? Don't judge yourself. And he said, don't judge yourself, don't judge yourself, don't judge yourself no more. And guys are just going nuts because they're echoing it. They're echoing it. Don't judge yourself, don't judge. You guys remember that? Don't judge yourself no more. And and one of the guys in the back is a great friend of ours. I won't mention his name because it would probably... You know, but he's in the back and, and he couldn't really, you know, cause, you know, Rutkins, I mean, just think about it, his name's even weird, Rutkins. And Rutkins up there and he's got that, you know, he's got, he's got that touch cause he's, you know, he's black and he's, he's breaking it down. The guy in the back, one of our guys, and, and he misunderstood what they were singing. And so he's not, he's not shouting, don't judge yourself. He's, he's shouting. I mean, and and I'm talking, shouting this room. The the room is is pulsating and and the the glass windows behind are, are going in and out and people are jumping and they're hopping and they're shouting this out. And he's screaming at the top of his lungs, don't touch yourself. Don't touch yourself no more. And I'm thinking, oh my God. And he's like, Hey, I just thought freedom's coming for somebody. You know, don't touch yourself. There's a scripture for it in Acts. It says that they had gathered together. Some were shouting one thing and some were shouting another, but neither group knew why they were even together. And uh, so it's Bible. But uh, it's always awesome. But I want I to just want to I just want uh, to encourage and challenge you. Uh, men uh, share with others what 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 God deposited in you, because you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And, you know, you just got, you got to, you got to speak it out and, 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 you know, find a guys help us out here and find one of the men that went to camp and get him to just tell you that what was one, one nugget that you pulled out of there that you're applying into your life. And, and, uh, and, and then, uh, you know, and as fight club comes, come on, we're, we're going to throw gas on the fire. All right. Amen. And, uh, we're just believing God for some great things. Uh, let's, let's get in the word. Amen. John eight, you know, we, we've been here for a while, but I, I just want to, I want to launch it and, and just take you, you know, just a couple steps farther. Cause it's just really cool. Uh, but J- you know, John eight, he said, Jesus is talking to him. And he said, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, look at somebody and tell him, I'm going to continue in the word. He said, if you continue in my word, then you're going to be my disciples. Indeed. You're going to know the truth. You're going to know the truth. And, and guys just get this, you know, uh, the the one thing, the one thing that you, that you want in in your, in your relationship with God and and, and that you just want to be in hot pursuit of is the truth, man, because the truth, he said, you're going to know the truth and the truth is going to make you free. The, The The truth has the power to make you free. Right. But it's the knowledge of the truth. You're going to know the truth. See, the truth has always been here, but it, 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 it becomes powerful as we come into relationship with as we learn it, as we understand it. Deepen your understanding. See, it, it really helps when you know what you're shouting. Right you know it really helps when when uh, you, you know uh, uh, because he, he you know he has shown you man what is good to do just to love mercy to walk humbly with god, god god's given us an invitation to walk with him amos 3:3 3, 3 says how can two walk together except they be agreed so if you're walking with god you got to be in agreement with god if you're going to be in agreement with god you got to know what he said Right. Because you got, you got to know what you're going to line up with. And, and that's what we're doing as we continue in the truth. We, we, we begin to give thought and study to it. Right. Uh, uh, Mark 4, 24, the level of thought and study you give the treat to the truth here determines the level of virtue and knowledge that comes back. So you're giving thought and study to it and you're increasing your, your uh, understanding base and it's causing your, your confidence level to rise and, and you begin to know the truth, man, I'm going to tell you something. You know, sometimes you, you know, you, you've been in situations where you thought, well, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what so-and-so said. Well, did he tell you that? What did he tell you? Did he tell you, you know, you know, did he tell you that you could put the car up at five or did he say that, was it at six? Well, I'm pretty sure. You know, and you think, you know what they said and, and it causes you to kind of, uh, uh, vacillate a little bit. But when you know, no, he said five. You know, it's, think about it when you when, uh, when, when you call up and get a motel room, and they tell you you have one, and then you show up at the front desk after you've driven all day, and they tell you you don't have one, and you're going, "No, I have one. I called months ago. I got. I have a room. Let me let me tell you what the truth is. There's a room here. Well, we don't have any record of it." But your confidence, if you have a confirmation number, your confidence level's pretty high. At least mine, I'm just thinking of me. Because guess what? If I have a confirmation number, I don't I don't care who's moving out. I don't care if they're building it really fast. But bless God I got a room. You know, and I got confidence in that. And that's what God's wanting you to get in his word. He's wanting you to know the truth. Okay, I said God wants you to know the truth. Why? So you can walk with great confidence, man. You you know, man. You know that you know that you know. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And instead of freaking out every time you see, uh, you know, somebody's trying to maneuver something against you, you you don't even give it a second thought. Why? Because you already know it ain't gonna work. It's not gonna prosper. Why? Because God's word says, "No weapon formed against me shall." prosper and I know that no word from God will ever fail right come on guys we we know the truth and now I'm free I don't have to worry about it I don't have to second guess it I don't have to I don't give it a second thought why because I know the truth look at somebody tell them I know the truth uh, second Timothy 215 says study you know study to show yourself approved unto God A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. See, as we're, as we're beginning to learn the truth, and, and the truth is bringing freedom, we're encouraged now, now continue to study, throw yourself at it, so, so, and show yourself approved unto God. And this isn't, you're not earning something from God through this, you're showing your, if you study God's word, you're gonna show yourself. See, you're you're gonna, you're gonna bring revelation to you, I'm approved God. Man, I, I I I'm not at war with God. I have peace with God. God is on my side. He is for me, not against me. He ain't trying to hurt me. He's trying to help me. He's not trying to put me down. He's trying to lift me up. And, and, and the more the more you study His Word, the more you find out He He is, I mean, radically in love with you. You don't need to be ashamed. Yeah, but you don't know my past. No, you don't get it. He's causing all things to work together for good because you love Him. Right and, and and that past thing, man, he's forgiven that. Everybody's got a past. Say, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, the enemy's always trying to remind you uh, uh, of, of of failures and defeats. And but if you will study the Word of God, you'll find out. Hey, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. Now, thanks be unto God, who always, 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 always causes me to triumph. And he said, you know, study this thing, rightly dividing the word of truth. There's something about truth that God's trying to get us to embrace. You, you know, uh, uh we we heard a great point uh in, in one of the prayer times at, at camp. And uh, they have prayer every morning. And and we had a uh, pastor that would just share just a little bit before prayer. And, and he used one of my favorite verses, Jeremiah 33, 3, calling to me and I'll answer thee and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And said, so a lot of times we think that he's going to tell us stuff. You know, he's going to he's going to reveal things that we haven't thought about. But but really, if if your effective prayer is taking God's word into God's presence, getting into agreement with God on that word, and and if you'll take God's word into His presence, He'll begin to show you things that you didn't know about scriptures you thought you knew. Hello, come on. Some of us have had that happen, have you? If you haven't, you haven't been praying hard enough. You know, and all of a sudden revelation begins to come and, and, and there's things that you thought you knew that weren't the whole truth. There's more truth there than you realized. There's a, there's a perspective. There's a, there's something on that word that's more powerful than you understood before. God increases your understanding. Right? And, and, and so what, what he's wanting us to do is to rightly divide. If you can rightly divide the truth, then you can Wrongly divide the truth. You can you can uh, grab onto something and, and not see it correctly, and, and that's why he's saying, "Come on, now study and keep keep talking this over and, and meditate." You know, Joshua. Remember when he said, uh, "This this this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth." But you're going to meditate day and night, so that you can do what's written. And then you're going to have success. Then then things are going to start coming together because you're meditating the word day and night, good times, bad times. You're meditating the word. And a lot of people say, "Well, I don't know how to meditate." You do. You just call it worry. See, because when you're worrying, you're just meditating on the negative. But when when you're meditating the Word, you're meditating on on God's uh, on life, right? Something that's life giving. And, and uh, you know, don't don't get caught without God's Word in your mouth. And, and just continue. Well, how long do I meditate it until it starts talking back to you? Man, you just get, you just take that scripture and you just start, you know, going over it and read it and repeat 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 it and read it it. and repeat then pause and let the Holy Spirit talk to you about it. And then read it and repeat it. And I'm talking about the same one. Just over and over and over. Why? Because you want to get it right. Man, I'm telling you where the power's at. See, the power's at, it's in the word of God, but it's in getting it right. You know, in third John in, in the fourth verse, he said, I have no greater joy. Look, check it out. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. And there ain't nothing better, there ain't nothing better than knowing that my children are walking in the truth. I gotta say that's true in my world. There ain't nothing better than knowing my my children are walking in the truth. Now, I mean, you want to just talk about a, a pump of adrenaline is, you know, and, and, and for Shelby and I, I got to tell you something, man, you know, we got three boys, but we look at every one of you kind of the same way. And when we see you walking in the truth, nothing's better. Matter of fact, if you want to honor your pastors, I'll tell you a great way to do it. To walk in the truth. Let, let the word of God transform your life. I mean, just let it change you. You see, a lot of times we we take stuff and, and we hear scriptures and we and and uh, we, and because we don't rightly divide them, uh, you know. All the time I hear people quoting stuff and it's like sometimes that stuff ain't even in the Bible. You know, they just it's like they read a fortune cookie, and you know, and and they and they, they think that's biblical. And a lot of times it just ain't even dude, it ain't even biblical. And, 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 you know, and I've been praying about this thing and, and just seeing God how, how, because, you know, our ultimate goal is that we would not let the world compress us and shape us, uh, but that we would be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Right. So that we can prove to ourself that God's will for our life is good, perfect and acceptable. That we would be transformed. See, a lot of times we get information. But what we need is transformation. See, here's our heart for you. Is that your life would experience transformation. That you would be elevated above the stuff that used to knock you down. That the thing that used to take you out is now serving as an instrument to take you up that you would that you would walk in the truth at a level that you would demonstrate Satan's defeat every day of your life I'm believing God that you're going to have a a a a, a mandate on your life to humiliate hell and that's that gets you out of bed in the morning so, you know, so I've been praying about, okay, God, how, how can we get them there? Because, you know, man, we got people we love that are, that that, that are, uh, that are hurting in different areas of their life where they shouldn't be. And, and, and what's that about? And it's, it's lack of transformation and, 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 God's like, Hey, let's, let's lead them into transformation. Let's lead them into truth. Let's give them the power to experience freedom in every realm of their life. So, okay, God, so, so what, what's the next step? How, 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 you know, what do you want me to do? And he's like, hermeneutics. And I had the same response you did. Hermeneutics. That's going to be awesome. That's exciting. But then I I got to think about it. And all all hermeneutics is is a a proper study of the truth. You know, and, and I got to think about it. How are we going to do this without just boring ourselves to death? Well, Let's just break it down to little nuggets for, just, just just for tonight. Just think about this. When you're, when you're, when you're going to take a word, because you know, I'm hoping that you're finding life verses and that you're weaving it into the fabric of your being and that you're walking it out every, every day and that you continually add to that. That, you know, that, that you, you take a verse, my son, attend unto my voice and hearken unto my sayings, let them not depart from mine eyes for their life to those that hear them and health and healing to all their flesh. And you weave that into you until every time sickness shows up, you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, sickness doesn't belong in my house. Okay, because I, I, I've heard his word and, and I'm going to keep his word in front of me and his word is life to those that find it health and healing to all their flesh. And then I'm going to add to, then I'm going to add to that and I'm going to take this one and I'm going to put it here and I'm going to take this one and put it there. But but when you're studying the scripture, one of the things you have to, one of the things you have to remember, you have to understand, and I just, I'm just going to, it's going to be really simplified stuff. Okay, but check it out. Really, you need, you need to know who said it. You know, well, it's in the Bible. Well, okay, it's in the Bible. Who, who said it? It's really important that you know that because, you know, there are some things in the Bible recorded that Lucifer said. And I'm not certain that you want to build your life on that. Okay. You want to know who said it. And number two, you want to know who he said it to. Because some things really were very specific and they, they applied in a very specific place and you might not be able to actually pull it out and, and make it, you know, because you don't you don't get to determine you know what it means. You you have to you have to use it in context. So you need to know who said it. You need to know who he said it to, and you need to know the full context of how it was said, so that you know how to apply it. Because otherwise, you won't be rightly dividing the word of truth. You'll be you'll be using scripture, and instead of it producing life, it's it, 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 it's like a firecracker that's a dud. And you're lighting it and throwing it out there, waiting for a bang, and all you're getting is a. Pfft. Hello, let me give you an example. Okay, the book of Job. Uh, most of us have read this one. Um, what's the first one in Job? Uh, he said. He said, Job one twenty one. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Okay, just leave that up for a minute. He even wrote songs about this. You know, you go to a funeral, and unfortunately, you'll hear this verse. Naked I came into this world, and naked I shall go out. I don't really need that picture. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. He gives and takes away. He gives and takes away. Well, it's Bible. Yeah, but you're using it out of context. I think it's weird that at a funeral they'd use this. Well, the Lord gave him to us, and then the Lord killed him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's a life pumper, isn't it? Well, hallelujah. <laughs> Don't do anything wrong. Because, you know, Zingbot's going to get you. And, yeah, but it's, Bible. it's in the Bible. Yeah, but who said it? Well, Job did. Who did he say it to? His messed up friends. And he was in a messed up situation. I mean, you know, stuff wasn't going real well, and he's losing everything, and people are dying, and, and and he's trying to, you know, he's trying, he's trying to wrap his heart around what's going on, and, and, and well, this just sounds good, you know, I showed up here naked, I'm going out naked, uh, God gave it to me, God's going to take it from me, praise the Lord, because he didn't have an understanding of the heart of God, the will of God, the purpose of God, the plan of God. If you don't know the heart of God, the will of God, the purpose of God, the plan of God, you might buy into anything. J- Jesus said the thief comes to kill, to steal and destroy. But I came that you might have life. And that doesn't balance very well with, well, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Because you might end up letting go of something that you should have fought to keep under the impression that God's taking it from you. I just, you know, I'm, I just watch people and can I be honest? This is Saturday night. You guys are tough. Okay. Can I, let's talk about Sunday morning people. Okay, because we none of us would ever have done this. But sometimes I look at people and I'm thinking, dude, they need an ID10T form. You know what I'm saying? That guy needs to get an ID10T form. And if you write that down, ID10T, if you write it down, it says idiot. Okay, ID10T, idiot. They're an idiot. Because, you know, my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation and you're blaming chaos on God. The disruption of the production of the promise of God and, and we're willing to, to let the enemy take from us what God's trying to put into us because we don't understand. You know, we gotta, we, 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 we gotta, we're wrongly dividing the word of truth, but it, but it's Bible passage. It's Bible. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. What's the heart of God? What what what's the plan of God? What's the purpose of God? What's the will of God? Well, my thoughts towards you, my plan, is that you would prosper. Well Him taking away, very much in alignment with me increasing. See, you gotta know who said it. You gotta know who he said it to, and you gotta know the full context of it. And, and you know, it, I would really, really like to just rant for a long time about this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be kind to you. And just dump to the end of the story. Where, check, check this out. And way on down the line, Job makes this statement. I had only heard about you before. And, and that, that phrase, you know, if you study it out, think about it, he's talking to God now, and he said, Oh, man, I mean, this is after a lot of stuff has happened. He's had this encounter with God. And he said, you know, before, before, I'd only heard, he said, I live my life built on rumors about you. See, in some of us, we don't know the truth. We've heard others talk about it. We, have, we haven't we have developed a relationship with the word of God to get to to know the heart of God, the will of God. Plan of God, the purpose of God. Matter of fact, we like buying into that, that that God's very, very mysterious. The ways of the Lord are mysterious. No one, no one knows the ways of God. Are you kidding? He wrote a book with his plan in it. And then put it in your hand so that you could read it. He said, I will not do anything without revealing it to my prophets first. Well, the ways of the Lord are mysterious, and no one can know the heart of God. That's stupid. Now, before this, I had only heard about you. I built my life on rumors. And I want to challenge you tonight. Because some of you, in certain areas of your life, you think you know the truth. How do I know if I know the truth? Is it producing freedom? Well, you know, God doesn't always want me to prosper. Prosperity... Is the ability to respond in a godlike fashion regardless of the circumstance. It ain't about it ain't about, you know, some huge overflow of cash. However, that's wonderful. You could have said amen right there, but see, you're afraid. Why? Because of your belief system regarding prosperity. Is it is it possible that you don't know the truth? It's just You've heard some things. He said, you know, before i had only heard about you, but now I have seen you. I've had an encounter with the elevated one. I've had a collision with the presence of the most high God. Oh, man, you got to get this. He said, now with my own, I ain't taking somebody else's testimony. Now I'm a witness. Because I've seen it. I've seen it. Look what he says in the next verse. I take back everything I said. You know, when I said I came in naked, I'm going out naked. You give and you take away. Hallelujah. Remember when I said that stupid thing? I take it back. It's weird. They never bring this one up at the funeral. (laughs) (laughs) I take it back. Because I had an encounter. And I had a collision. And the truth exploded on me. See, I want to tell you something about sickness and disease. Man, at my house, we had an explosion with the truth. 1980, when my dad had been sent home to die, he had cancer. He had been through chemo and radiation. They burnt his heart in half. He had tubes up his nose to feed him. He was so weak he couldn't hold his head up. But he was sitting there on the fourth day of the month reading his proverb, which he had done every day of my life. And he had an explosion of the truth. My son. All of a sudden, the scripture that he had meditated on for years began to talk back. And it said to him, you're my son. You're my child. You got these voices telling you that I put this on you. But I'm here to tell you, why would I put it on you when I sent my word to heal you? Come on, son. Open up your eyes. Recognize the truth. You're continuing in the word. Let me tell you something about the truth that you didn't know. My word is life. Not death. It's health and healing to all your flesh. And he had been thinking that maybe this thing had come upon his body to teach him something. Because he had great Christian people that because they couldn't understand why a good guy would have a bad thing happen, tried to convince him that, well, you know, the Lord he put it on you and He's he's gonna use it and, and it's you know God would get arrested for child abuse if he was like we tell people he is. I'm going to tell you right now, cancer is from hell. Sickness and disease is not a tool that God would use to teach you something. And just another just nugget to think about, where would God get it to give to you? Because you know what the ability to convey is the greatest proof of ownership to convey to be You cannot give what you do not possess. So the only way that God could give you sickness is if he was sick. It's quiet in this Presbyterian church. Why? Because every time sickness shows up, we're challenged in the truth we know. I have a good friend that was suffering a heart attack. He was just outside of Medford, Oregon, where he lived. He was working in his garden. And his chest began to tighten up. His breathing got bad. and He recognized the heart attack because he had been through it before. And he was laying in the dirt. And if you've ever been down around Medford during the summer, it gets hot. And he's laying there and he hears this voice say, You're going to die. This is the big one. It's over. And he tried to respond to that voice, but he couldn't get enough air to talk. And he said, He lay in there with this thing screaming at him, You're done. And it irritated him. So he rolled over with every ounce of energy he had. And he pushed himself to his knees. And he got up on his feet. And he said, I will not die. But live to declare the goodness of my God. And there was a hill right behind his garden that sloped up. And he said, you know what? My wife gets up every day and climbs that hill. And I never go with her. But today I'm running to the top of that hill. And he pushed himself, started running, and on the way up the hill. Well, that's just a coincidence. I I like what uh, Lauren says about coincidences. If you believe in them, you should go home and have one. We can tell you story after story after story of people who should be dead, but they're not. They're sucking up the oxygen in the room right now. We we can, we can tell you story after story after story of families that should have been destroyed, but they're not. They're becoming stronger and stronger. We can tell you story after story after story of individuals who have suffered financial devastation and now they're blessed. Why? Because they have a collision with the truth, and the truth has the power to liberate you from the bondage that the enemy is trying to produce. But you have to you have to rightly divide, right? You you can't let you don't let the devil don't let the devil take ground that belongs to you. And and and, and these mindsets, these belief systems, let's abbreviate it that BS. That you got going. Belief system. BS. That that BS is ripping you off. From the authority. And the prosperity. And the health. And the victory. That God's called you to walk in. That's why he said. I have no greater joy. Than when my children. Walk in the truth. Why? Because the truth. Has the power to set you free. And there's areas in our life that are just ravaged with bondage. And tonight we're taking them back come on, somebody T- tonight. No, no, no. You, 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 ain't, you ain't getting this yet. Cause man, I'm telling you, some of you guys are dealing with financial junk that, that you ought to be demonstrating Satan's defeat in, but the enemy's tried to feed you a lie. And, and it's just like, just like he did with Jesus in the desert when he started quoting scripture at him. And Jesus said, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's, it's written. And he came back with a different verse that, that, that he understood the truth of. And I'm telling you, that's what you got to get. You got, you got to get this thing because the devil's trying to rip you up. Well, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. So you might as well take your, you know, loosen up your grip. No, I'm taking hold of the promises of God and I'm never ever going to let go. I don't care what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like I'm going to walk in the truth and the truth is going to set me free. I I, want to pray for some of you real quick. And, and and you're you're dealing with i don't know maybe it's a financial dilemma, maybe it's a health issue, maybe it's a relational problem May, maybe your kids you know you're trying to believe that all my children are child of the Lord and great shall be the peace of my children, but they're living crazy out of control life and the enemy's trying to get you to buy into well you know they, you know they they have they have their own will they have the, let me tell you let me just tell you one verse that I stood on and it was really kind of cool because today when I was getting prepared for this and in my phone you know Uh, I opened up my Bible app and I'm reading through the scriptures and and there's a, I have the ability to put a note in there and and I open up this note and it was from five years ago and and it was, it was third John four that I have no greater joy than when my children walk in the truth. And in that notation five years ago, I I wrote, I'm believing this for Evan. It's five years ago. He was stupid. Is living dumb. Well, yeah, but they, they, you know, they're going to go their own way. Well, that's not what the Bible says. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. You and your whole house. Man. I got a drug dealer living in my house a few years ago. Sitting on the front row tonight. Why? Because I'm not going to let the enemy rip from my grip what God has placed in my hand to possess. And you know, this walking in the truth, we act like, if it, well, if I get the right t-shirt, Everything should work out good. And if it doesn't, well, I guess it wasn't the will of the Lord. I think as a believer, what Jesus was teaching those that were with him. He said to those which believed, if you continue in my word. Not what you heard about before. But if you'll continue in the Word till you see it with your own eyes, you'll be my disciples indeed. You'll know the truth. Let me tell you some truth tonight God doesn't want you sick, God doesn't want you defeated, God doesn't want your family broken. That's not the will of God. And you got to know that you know, that you know, that you know the will of God. I think as a believer, you need to know the will of God. You need to have it proved to you that God's will is good. I don't see any good in sickness. I don't see any good in poverty. I don't see any good in broken families. So that must not be God's will. You got to know that God's will is perfect. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. Nothing broken. You gotta know this. Or some goof nut's gonna, you know, Reverend J. Flavius Fluffyhead's gonna tell you that it's the will of God. And you're gonna buy into it and he's gonna tell you that because it's easier to tell you that than, than, than to tell you. No, you gotta continue in the truth. You gotta continue in the truth. This is not God's will that you die of sickness. Okay, this is not God's will. So you you, you gotta know this. And you gotta prove it to yourself that God's will is acceptable. It's the only thing I'm willing to accept. It's God's will. So I'm gonna drive this out of my life, out of my house. I'm gonna fight for my brothers, fight for my sons, fight for my daughters, fight for my wife, fight for my house. And if you're here tonight, and, and there's, there's issues in areas of your life, whether it's financial, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's relational, and, and, and you know what? We, and you, you need, a, you need a, a, a resuscitation of the truth. Just right where you are, I just want you to stand up re- real quick. Just stand up. Say, yeah, there's stuff going on in my life, and, and it's not God's will. And, and the enemy's trying to convince me that I'm supposed to accept it. Good Lord. Let, let me say this to you for a minute, and just stay and, and hang with me here, okay? Because God's God's doing something awesome. But but listen to me. See, a lot of times, a lot of times we allow stuff to 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 mean you know to 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 stay there. It, it it just hangs out, right? And 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 it becomes. Uh, we look at it like, well, it's normal because you know it's not just me. It's not just my kids who are crazy. Everybody's kids are crazy. That's normal. No, that's common. See, God defines what's normal for a believer, and it's not normal that chaos. Is, no, peace is normal. My people dwell in a peaceful habitation. So chaos might be common, but it's not normal. See, and you you, you gotta you, you gotta get this. Now, I'm going to let, see, one of the hermeneutics, (laughs) the Bible defines the Bible. We're going to believe the word, then we let the word define the word. So when the word prescribes, he says, the just shall live by faith. Four times, the just shall live by faith. Well, then, faith is normal. Doubt is common. See, I'm not going to be like this world. I don't care if they pick at us and throw us in jail. I'm not going to be common. We're going to be extraordinary. Right? We're going to be people of the word. you got to understand something. Let me tell you what's normal for you. Victory. Let me tell you what's normal for you. Prosperity. Let me tell you what's normal for you. Peace. Let me tell you what's normal for you. Health. Let me tell you what's normal for you. Overcoming. I just want you to just reach a hand up right now. Father, right now. Okay. Put your hand down. Look at me. <laughs> I got I, I to gotta give, okay? give you a verse. Okay. I got to give you a verse. It says, I would that men would pray always, lifting up holy hands without wrath, and without doubt without wrath and without doubt without wrath without doubt without wrath without doubt see and and, and let me tell you what the wrath wrath anger let, let me tell you two in, uh, in insanely effective tools against the purpose and the plan of god anger and unbelief some of you guys the situation has been so messed up that you're you you're not you're you're not just angry you're even some of you are even angry at god how how could you how could you let this happened to me. Why do good things happen, or bad things happen to good people? Well, let me just tell you something. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You're wrong at the wrong entity. You're mad at the wrong one. Okay? So you're going to have to let go of the wrath. You're going to have to let go of the anger. The people that, you, that you're, you're going to have to actually, you want to be a believer. Let, let, let me tell you what's common. Unforgiveness. Let me tell you what's normal. Instant forgiveness. Well they haven't asked. They don't need to. Forgive. That's normal. If you're a believer, you walk in it. You just walk in it. They they don't have to earn it. I don't trust them. Suck it up. This is this I'm sorry, it's Bible. But you don't know, you don't understand the past. Forgiveness ain't about the past for. It's a prefix. means in advance. Give. Represents a gift. A gift is something that's given to someone who's done nothing to deserve it. So in advance, we were God gave you forgiveness before you were born. In advance. He gave a gift. You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it. But he gave it. Why? Because it's normal. This is how this kingdom's going to operate. You got to, you know what? That wrath, you got to let it go. You got to let it go. And that doubt, man, you got to deal with that doubt. No, I believe. I believe. I believe God's will is good. I believe God's will is perfect. I believe God's will is the only thing I should accept. I'm a believer. So when you stand praying tonight, I guess you're going to have to hold up both hands. Without wrath. And without doubt, because God's getting ready to to give you a collision with truth that has the power to set you free. So don't buy into some stupid lie that's had you in bondage for the past how many ever months, weeks, years. No, open yourself up to the truth. So what God calls normal can manifest in you. Amen. Hold up your hands and let's just pray together. Matter of fact, let's let's just all stand together. Everybody. Without wrath, without doubt. Father, we lift up holy hands. Without wrath, without doubt. And we believe your word is true. We believe no word from God will ever fail. We believe you're for us, not against us. And if God is for us, who could stand against us? We believe that your will is good for us. We believe that your plan is to prosper us. We believe that peaceful habitation is what you've prescribed for us. We believe God and we live by faith. And so tonight we give you an offering of thanksgiving. Because the knowledge of the truth is right now gonna set us free. Somebody shout, I am free. free. Now give him a big praise tonight. He's worthy. My God. Amen. Real quick, real quick. Just be seated for just a minute. And and we're going to pray one more prayer together. But some of you guys, you know what you're in the room and and you know what you need to do? You need to launch into a real relationship with God because some of you, Oh, I, 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 I'd heard about it. You, you've built your life on a rumor and what you think about God. But you need to see him with your own eyes. And you need to let God be God in your life. I said, you need to let God be God in your life. So we're all going to pray a prayer together. Matter of fact, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a minute. And if you're in this room and, and you're going, you know what? Tonight, I, I, I'm I ready to position myself as a follower of Christ. I'm going to, I'm going to surrender my life so that God can give me God life. I'm going to make this prayer, my prayer while nobody's looking around. If that's you and you're here tonight, just real quick, hold your hand up. So I can agree with you in prayer. We're going to pray this. Thank you. You can put it down. Thank you. That's awesome. Real quick. Yeah, it's time. It's time for me. Thank you. I'm not living my life off of a rumor. I'm going to have a collision with a real God. I'm getting real with God so God can be real in me. Everybody in this room, pray this. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know that I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give God one more victory shout.